This is the In Focus podcast from the Hindu. Hello and welcome to another edition of the In Focus podcast. I am your host G Sampath. On May 31st, the Union Health Ministry issued a notification making it mandatory for over the top or OTT streaming platforms to display anti-tobacco warnings. as seen in movies screened in theaters and on television the notification amended the rules under the cigarettes and other tobacco products act 2003 the ott industry is quite upset with this move for various reasons not the least of them being that it was not consulted before this decision was taken critics have said that this move could disrupt the audience's viewing experience throttle creativity and is an act of overkill that infringes on the right to freedom of expression so what prompted this move does the inclusion of anti tobacco messages in the middle of ott content really make a difference is it practically feasible for ott platforms and producers to incorporate anti tobacco messaging before a movie in the middle of one and every time a shot of tobacco consumption comes up We explore all these questions in this episode of In Focus, and we have with us Arundeep, the Hindu's tech policy correspondent. Arundeep, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Sampath. Happy to be here again. So, Arun, to start with, can you explain what exactly does this notification demand of OTT platforms, and what happens if they are unable to comply for whatever reason? Sure. So, let's talk about the Cotpa Act, which is the principal legislation. on which all these rules over the last two decades have come so in 2003 we had the cigarettes and other tobacco products open bracket prohibition of advertisement and regulation and trade and of trade and commerce production supply and distribution close bracket act of 2003 and the very next year we had the cigarettes and other tobacco products rules of 2004 and it is in amending these rules this subordinate legislation to which the union health ministry can just unilaterally say okay uh from now on this is required uh that we have had a series of public health measures with relation to the advertising the retail and the promotion overall of tobacco products so if you look at the rule that requires that educational institutions for a 100 meter radius around them you cannot have tobacco sales that comes from a cotpa amendment when you look at the cigarette and tobacco warnings in movies in the theater or on television that comes from a cotpa amendment and if you look at the pictorial warnings on cigarette boxes that also comes from cotpa warnings and even things like increasing the size of those warnings over the course of the last few years that came from amendments the latest amendment which came in may 31st as you had mentioned essentially requires all streaming platforms not just uh, television broadcasters or uh, theater exhibitors to actually have these video warnings at the beginning and the middle of every episode of every tv show as well as every film every documentary every piece of video content and also have these written warnings on the bottom right of every shot where tobacco is being consumed or used or featured in any way okay so do, does the health ministry have the jurisdiction to dictate uh, what ott platforms show i mean are these platforms governed by the it rules 2021 which is i think comes under the inb ministry absolutely there is an argument to make that the inb ministry which is the administrative authority 
uh, under the allocation of business rules for uh, streaming platforms should have been the one to introduce these rules. Uh, in fact, this was an argument that was made when uh, these requirements were imposed for television programs as well as uh, movies that go in theaters. However, this uh, regulatory gap of uh, jurisdiction has not been challenged by the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting in the past. So even if they were not consulted significantly in the past or they were not happy with the rules, they have not pushed back. The Central Board of Film Certification enforces the requirement under this rule very, very scrupulously. So while there might be a mismatch in which a department of the government uh, should have appropriately notified this or who should have been consulted, it has come out in the end anyway as a unilateral move by the Union Health Ministry. Right, it's a unilateral uh, move for sure. Now, assuming the OTT platforms uh, do manage to comply and somehow manage to do what they have been asked to do, so what would it be like for the user, for the for the people like us who might be watching uh, some programs on an OTT platform? Would there be pop-up messages saying tobacco kills or whatever every time somebody lights up a cigarette in a in a show or would that happen even in scenes of gutka consumption or you know whatever chewable tobacco which people sometimes have like how does it work the requirement applies essentially to all tobacco products whether it is chewable tobacco combustible cigarettes or any other form of tobacco that we have in retail uh, in the country or any other form of tobacco that may just be available and that is a very vast range of things it's not just uh, smokable cigarettes that the act has targeted from the very beginning from the very beginning the name of the act itself is cigarettes and other tobacco products act right so this requirement will apply throughout the entire spectrum of tobacco what products. if uh, what if somebody is singing a poem in praise of tobacco will that come up in that situation also well, so far, uh, <laughs> so far, the rules are essentially clear that, okay, tobacco has to be featured, whether it is pictorially or whether it is just smoke hanging ambiently in the air. But I am sure that uh, if uh, someone was singing praise of tobacco, the studio might uh, preemptively put that warning in. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Now, now coming to the actual, uh, the, the pragmatic side of things, you know, it's all very well to say that you guys should go and put out these messages at the beginning and the middle and every shot of uh, tobacco smoke, etc. There should be a warning. But at the practical level, is it? realistically possible for the OTT platforms and the content producers to implement this order. I mean, I think the order also says that it has to be in the same language as the language of the program or the TV show. And if it's in Bengali, it has to be in you know, Bangla, and Tamil, you know, every... So is it... Like, how feasible is it to do this? Well, uh, it is going to cost a lot of money because... With broadcasters and the cinema, you have a finite uh, number of hours of content coming out every year. A channel can only air 24 hours of content a day. Uh, cinema can only uh, do a dozen movies a month. So there the costs are essentially controlled by the limitations of the medium. But on OTT platforms, you can draw a circle around East Asia and you have thousands of hours of content from that territory, right? And attitudes towards smoking, at least as far as having them 
in uh, content are vastly different. You see a lot more smoking in Korean dramas, which are generally very wholesome, but they do continue to feature uh, tobacco consumption. So there you have 16 plus hours of content for one individual series, and you have hundreds of series available across platforms. And now for a law in India, you will have to go through each of those series, every single shot, and decide whether this shot should have that uh, scroll. Obviously, the video warnings are easy. You can just interrupt the uh, video playback and insert this like a YouTube ad would do. And uh, you can call it a day. But these individual shot-by-shot things for uh, hundreds of thousands of hours of content, now that is going to be really expensive. And keep in mind that the rules that came out just now require this to be implemented in three months. And in three months, so much content... I don't see how OTT platforms can realistically accomplish that. No, see, I understand this whole business of video warnings, okay, in the beginning and the middle and all that. You can periodically insert them every half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever. How will this this message which pops up whenever somebody smokes a cigarette, how will that work? Suppose the, the film, let's say there's a film or an OTT show where all the four main characters are chain smokers. Now, they might be lighting up at every alternate scene, right? So, will that have to pop up each scene in that case? Like, Absolutely. Every scene that features tobacco or tobacco consumption in any way will have to have this warning on uh, in white text on a black background or the other way around. And that is really going to uh, be a prominent feature that is very noticeable. Because in theatres, in the cinema, when you have this warning, you have huge real estate in front of you. These are screens that are several meters tall and several meters wide. And having a warning on the bottom right is noticeable. But over time, you can get used to it. Now, when you're watching content on your phone and it's a TV show and that has to be readable, it's going to take up a larger portion of the screen size and it's really going to be noticeable. Viewers will might have to work a little harder to get used to that and not be distracted every time that message comes, especially if content doesn't feature smoking all that much. And also, especially if it features smoking a lot, because then that will be a constant presence throughout the whatever content uh, viewer is watching. Right. So, I mean, then if I'm an OTT platform buying content or whatever, then I would say just give me stuff which has no smokers and no smoking. Right? It will save me all the trouble and headache of you know getting this thing done. And everybody will be encouraged not to show anybody smoking. Isn't that the easier way out? Absolutely. And that's the problem is that the incentives align to just avoid content uh, that has smoking. And because there's so much content out there, this is achievable. But then you lose out on a whole uh, range of stories, which if they are authentic to the time period where they are made or the time period they feature, will have to have smoking. If you are showing a gritty crime drama from the 80s, or set in the 80s, having no smoking throughout that series or throughout that film is going to be a little difficult to do. Right. Also, I think it did, wouldn't it sort of interfere with the emotional tenor of a scene? Suppose it's a very, uh, I don't know, intense kind of an exchange uh, and one of the characters for some relief lights up a cigarette and then suddenly you know, the whole thing will get ruined if you have a message coming which comes from a different context or frame of reference suddenly saying tobacco kills when you don't need to be uh, reminded of that when you're experiencing this particular trajectory of drama or grief or whatever right 
Absolutely. And it's not just that warning, because since this has to be in the middle of every TV show, and TV shows are not edited with this requirement in mind, you might have a very pivotal moment interrupted by a, let's say, a one-minute video warning about uh, TV, about smoking and tobacco use being injurious to health. And that is also going to be on top of advertising. Because remember, most people in this country do not subscribe with money to a streaming platform that gives them content without ads. There are video ads that is a legitimate way that streaming platforms make money. So now you're going to have ads before content, during content, and also the smoking content. So it might actually be, let's say, one and a half minutes before you actually end up watching what you clicked on. And that is really going to be a major uh, part of everyone's experience if this is implemented. Right. Now, we have, we have sort, of, sort of looked at, uh, at some length on, on, on the problems with this a kind of an approach to anti-tobacco messaging. But on the flip side, maybe, uh, who knows, it's necessary. Only this can stop people from smoking and, you know, get them on the right path. But is there any scientific study or research uh, that says that introducing anti-tobacco messaging in online curated content or even in theatres for that matter uh, is going to be effective in dissuading people from smoking or giving it up? Is there any research to back this up? In fact, there is research that might point to the contrary. Cohen Advisory, which is a think tank or policy consultancy that works with streaming platforms extensively, and that might color a bit the research that might come out. I think it's good to get that out of the way first. That when they surveyed a few thousand people about uh, how what their attitude towards seeing these kinds of warnings was, they were mostly saying, okay, this I don't think this would really change my behavior in a significant way. And obviously, you also have uh, studies from civil society that are backed by civil society that show that, okay, pictorial warnings that show the dangerousness of tobacco generally help in preventing initiation. Now, these are studies that are each coming into this debate with a specific focus that they may not really be in a position to measure. Because what are you looking at? You're looking at two things, initiation and uh, continuation of addictivity. Right? So if you are saying that the constant bombardment of tobacco as something that you see on screen can lead to initiation, okay, but can you establish that? If you can't, can, can you establish also that messages are uh, showing that tobacco is injurious to health? Can you establish that that is helpful significantly? Because you are not going to be established that by necessarily by asking people. These are behaviors that manifest over time, right? You see smoking over the course of a few years and then you either decide to start smoking or you don't. And those are very tricky things to uh, measure, which makes attacking this from a public health way of saying, okay, you now have warnings every time something on screen appears. That makes that all the more problematic and baseless. Right. I mean, there are also many who would argue that, uh, you know, it's not lack of awareness that uh, that has people continuing to smoke. I mean, most of the, I think most people who smoke are, uh, one could argue, aware of the dangers of tobacco uh, smoking, you know, the fact that it's going to cause lung cancer and they still smoke. I mean, I don't know. I mean, not all of them are addicts. Some of them, they, they like to use, they, they would call themselves users. 
so uh, this kind of an approach i think uh, there are many arguments one could make for and against now moving on to another aspect of this uh, notification there are i saw your report where you uh, cited some internet rights activists saying that this also infringes on freedom of speech now is that is that right but does it infringe on freedom of speech and how does how, how would that be the case so let's think about censorship as we traditionally know it right we note censorship usually through wholesale bans on a piece of content we know it through cuts in a film and what all of that really fundamentally boils down to is the interruption of a viewer or a consumer of content uh, and the producer of that content now when you have content that has these warnings that are constantly making themselves shown and are screaming for your attention over the content that does manifest into a form of censorship whether it is as extreme as outright bans and cuts is another story but there are arguments that uh, especially apar gupta has made since since the time that these warnings were introduced in the cinema that this does amount to a certain form of censorship now when you have a disclaimer before a f- piece of content again you are taking away some time that the user the, the viewer could have just spent looking at what they have paid for but that seems uh, a little less on the censorship side of things than having uh, this message constantly show up so there is a very uh, small there's also a school of thought within freedom of expression that talks about imposed speech where you're forcing somebody to say something or you're forcing someone to have a disclaimer that says okay this is fiction i mean sure it is fiction i came to watch a movie of course it is fiction but that imposed speech kind of robs them from for a little bit from the suspension of disbelief that they want to create with the audience and so in small ways these kinds of measures do end up as censorship and this seems like a rather annoying uh, flavor of that right imposed speech i think is of course a very important uh, concept in this uh, context also i think what you said earlier about the customer having paid for something requested Uh, for a specific content i mean isn't there a distinction to be made in television you just switch on it's like viewing by appointment everybody is watching the same thing uh, similarly in a theater when you go to a theater everybody knows in advance what's uh, what's coming their way the shows are advertised beforehand but here in ott you are requested for a specific content right and then uh, it's it's like it's you might be the only person watching that particular content at the particular time and place and then in that scenario for this kind of an imposition to happen isn't there a distinction to be made between an imposition here versus vis-a-vis an imposition in a theater or a television that's right and that approach of saying that okay this is a push content which means that the entire public will encounter this content maybe whether they like it or not in theaters that's by virtue of the fact that just a finite number of new films are on the screen and you don't really have much of a choice if you're going to the cinema on television uh it is content that's going to come at you you don't control the news channels you don't control the movie channels the general entertainment channels and in ott you are in control of the entire experience and that does take away a little bit from uh your own uh, judgment to have these warnings constantly uh come in the bottom of the screen right now moving on to the ott industry uh, side of things uh, in this entire uh, debate what has been their reaction uh, the, the reaction of the online curated content providers occps as they are called uh, 
I mean, are they planning to contest this in court, take a legal challenge to this, or are they planning to plead with the government not to go ahead with this? Like, what is their strategy? What is their response? So, first of all, they are very uh, alarmed by these requirements, not least because of the cost it would entail, and also because of all these other things that we just talked about, which is the user experience that will really be uh, kind of impacted by these warnings. And the way they are reacting publicly, they are not really saying much because how can you, right? For the same reason that the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting did not protest these rules because it's tobacco control. It is politically not wise to talk about uh, talk against these requirements, even if there is a legal basis to do so. So, but they are uh, working in less public ways to fight back against this. Uh, there are two major camps. And both of these camps have uh, foreign and domestic OTTs on their side. One side, of course, is right now uh, more amenable to saying, okay, uh, we need to explain our point of view to the regulator, say, okay, we have so much international content. How do we practically do this within three months? And they are okay with some concessions. They are saying, okay, we can have the video warnings, but come on, the uh, scroll warnings everywhere where with every shot that has tobacco content, that's a little bit overkill. Let's not go there. Now, the other side is is mulling litigation and litigation in the sense that, okay, uh, the health ministry does not have the remit to do this and a couple other grounds that I'm uh, not sure what they are looking like. It's not clear that strategy has not been completely finalized, but over the coming weeks, we will see how that will play out, especially now that the OCCPs are talking not just to the health ministry, but also to the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, which, by the way, did not have advance notice. Uh, from what I heard, they might have received a copy of something like this a few years ago, but this was not something they were aware was going to be notified. And they found out about it with the, with the rest of the world and with the OTT platforms. So if there is litigation that ends up happening, we might not see the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting defend uh, this notification as much as, let's say, the health ministry would. And that might uh, give the streaming platforms an upper hand. But right now, it's a little early to tell. Right. One final question, Arun, before we uh, wrap up. So this kind of an order, let's say it goes through, it wins the legal challenge, etc. Could this impact the availability of global content in India and vice versa? Will it sort of uh, uh, end up ensuring that not as much of a variety of uh, high-quality OTT content comes to India because of these kinds of restrictions and maybe other channels, piracy or whatever might open up. Is that something of a possibility? Piracy is definitely a possibility, especially when you have content that a small slice of people watch that is not worth the regulate, worth the distributive might of streaming platforms. Now, in theory, Netflix could give us all the content they make in, let's say, Eastern Europe. And that content may be watched by a few hundred people in India. But if suddenly these rules require hundreds of hours of that content to have this message, they might ask themselves, hey, if we are spending so much money to get this content that nobody is really watching, why would we spend invest in having these warnings added when we can just not have them in the platform. And that seems to be something that will really chip away at the edges 
of cutting edge content and international content maybe we will have the best k dramas maybe that is worth the money to dub into indian languages and also add these warnings but we might not have let's say taiwanese dramas that are very beloved but don't have a great audience and that might really uh, undercut one of the biggest promises of streaming content is that it gives the birth and the uh, distribution that tv might have denied it right i mean that's very well explained arun i think this example of eastern europe you know shows for instance which might be watched by a few hundred people in india but then if it's going to call for the same quantum of effort and expenditure of resources in terms of complying with this mandate of the health ministry then they might say okay chakki let's not even bother you know and that could obviously uh, end up narrowing down the the range and variety of content you know the cultural diversity what the original promise of ott platforms was that could end up getting diluted which is not a great thing and which again goes back to the point you made earlier about this being in in other words an infringement on freedom of speech as well thank you so much arun for joining us and for explaining the implications of this notification on anti tobacco messaging hopefully in the coming weeks we will see how this develops and if required revisit this once again thank you so much thank you for having me again in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon